Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ain't that something? Come on, come on, wake up, 
if it had not first entered and sub- subsequently reside in the person affected. And so as we analyze uh, King Saul this morning, uh, we see that, amen, that these, this, 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 uh, the spirit, amen, was not that he was possessed, but he was influenced. Demon possession must never be confused with a construct uh, constructed as demon influence. So there's two different things. So we need to know this morning, what are we dealing with? Hallelujah. And uh, I'm going to back up to yesterday. Uh, uh, Sister Neely, did you did you read in Mark, the ninth chapter, uh, 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 Luke? Oh, I might have gave you the wrong chapter, but, but it was Mark, the ninth chapter, how that uh, these uh, demons, uh, were in these men that were in the tomb. The first count of the demons, uh, that was one man in the book of Luke, and his name was Legion. The second count of the demons was, um, uh, I think, in the book of Mark. Anyhow, we have to look. We have to check it out and see. Let's just check it out and see so we'll make sure that the listeners uh, won't say I'm confused because I'm not confused at all. It's just that uh, uh, I read so many scriptures and I study so much word until yes, I get I get my scriptures mixed up sometimes. But we're gonna to go to Mark the ninth chapter and show me you hold down right there mm-hmm. and we're gonna see we're gonna see these men and how they act. Because living in the last days that we're living in, we need to know what's really we're dealing with, you understand? And all of it is considered as one spirit, an unclean spirit. And you say, Well how are you gonna say that? I say that because the man uh when Jesus asked him uh, who he was, he told him he was legion, and he said there are many. And then these uh, uh, these demons talked. Not all three thousand of them talked, but one of them talked and said, uh, "We're going to read here in the book of uh, Luke. I mean Mark nine and uh, ten. Uh, I'm trying to see where is it. Oh, so they kept this word for themselves." Hold on, let me make sure I'm right. Mark 9, 25. 25, 25. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Death and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Okay, that's that's uh, um, that's talking about something totally different. Uh, we want to talk about let me back up over here. We want to talk about, uh, well, I did give you the right scripture, uh, uh, Sister Nita. I gave you Luke 8, 27. Luke 8, 27. But over in the book of Mark, also there's an uh, encounter of uh, this demon-possessed uh, a man, a legion. And one verse of scripture must be in the book of Mark, where it says that, um, there were two men coming out of the tomb fiercely. Cut the pad on up there. Coming out of the tomb fiercely, and uh, uh, and they were possessed. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit. The main thing I'm getting after is that these were unclean spirits. So regardless of how, regardless of how, and 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 what you think about a person that's uh, uh, in service. I'm talking about saved people. I'm talking about people that consider themselves as. Uh, um, a part of the body, and I'm not talking about fellowship in the church because you got a lot of people that are in the church, go to church more than you do, and operate in the church, and these people are not loving and kind, so they don't have First Corinthians 13 chapter operating in their life. No, it ain't because they booze, that's because they have a religious spirit. No, they have a religious spirit. There's another spirit. As the Bible says, think not yourself higher. Mm-hmm. You see, so if you're thinking yourself higher than me, when we all was created, you understand me, in the likeness and the image of God, then you is bougie. You're fooling yourself. The Bible talks about how that we fool ourselves, you know, and I don't know what really got into Saul over here in the 16th chapter, 14 verse. 
We're going to see what happened to him. And then, Shaman, you got... Um, First Samuel chapter 18, verse 6. Okay. 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 Uh, here in the 16th verse, uh, we see... Uh, let's, let's go to the 14th verse. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. See, you don't want the Spirit of the Lord to depart from you never because you need his Spirit. Now... If you keep falling into sin, you never, ever had his spirit because the Holy Spirit has a job to do. Angels are on assignment for your life. You shouldn't always be sick. You should not always be going over the same mess. If your children, your husband and your wife, amen, have part in anything that is not spiritual, have part in anything if you let your kids come up in your house and shut the door, then if they got to shut the door, there's some secret stuff going on. If it ain't nothing but them both got their telephones, you understand me, and they're looking at simple stuff. It don't have to be pornography. It can be a whole bunch of worldly songs. The Bible said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth except that which is holy. He said, see no evil, speak no evil. Touch not no unclean thing. The Bible has given us a resume on how to live. But we see here Saul, amen, he was in distress because these spirits was troubling him. God is not going to give you no rest when you know God and told you to go to such and such a place and do such and such. But instead, you want to go over to where you want to go at and do. Now you're being troubled, and you say these people's not right. It's not that the people is not right. It's just that you are out of character because you have disobeyed God. And as we look at this this morning in the 14th, 16th chapter of 1 Samuel, the 14th verse, it said, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. You automatically is going to be distressed because why? God has already penned it in the book to obey me. Obedience is better than sacrifice. If you don't obey me, then you're in rebellion. Satan himself rebelled against God. If you rebel against the will of God this morning, whatever consequences you're suffering from, do not blame it on God because it's automatically coming. It's automatically coming. It's just like you're going to run out of gas automatically if you don't put some gas in this car and you see the light is on. Act like you don't see it if you want to. Me, if I don't have the money, I'm going to drive it anyhow because where they run out of gas, then somebody's going to have to help me. So I don't run out of gas often because I fill my tank up every three days. So he'll make ways for you to be able to do the thing that you need to do so that you can finish out his work. If I don't have gas, then he knows I can't complete his journey. I can't go to places to do what he tells me to do. So that's not an option for me. The option is I choose to obey or I choose to disobey. I'm not forcing any of my children to get real. I tell them. I told Patrick yesterday, I said, son, you're going to have to talk to the Father for your condition. Because you don't call me, I can't help you. You don't talk to me, so how am I supposed to be any help to you? I didn't say I ain't going to help him. I said, I cannot help him. And we find Saul this morning, hallelujah, in the first chapter of the 16th chapter, he didn't get no help from God. Instead of help from God, what did he get up? You got an easy spirit. <laughs> you see, so if we this morning, hallelujah, if we're not doing what God called us to do, it's like me. I have a duty to God. I don't have to make Shama do anything. Shama already knows whether she feels like it or not. That's her duty. I'm not going to go to hell for Shama. Shama will not go to hell on her own. Nobody's going to persuade her because she needs to check herself. I don't need to preach to her, but I do preach to her because I want to make sure that she get it. You preach to your kids, 
and you don't be afraid to tell them that you could wind up in hell. So I don't say you will or you ill. I say you could wind up in hell, and I always say but. So you figure out what the but part is. But part is, but, 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 you don't have to go to hell. <laughs> Ain't that all right this morning? You don't have to go to hell. Hallelujah. All you got to do is walk in that straight and narrow. Hallelujah. You don't have to go to hell this morning. But we see that Samuel, I mean, that's, that's a whole other story. When Samuel came and told Saul, you know, Samuel had to go to Saul. And then Samuel had more work than that to do. Then Samuel got to go and find a king. God's telling Samuel, now, I want you to go to the house of Jesse. But that's all further down the line. We're talking about, amen, how that these spirits, amen, how they're going to come on you when the spirit of the living God is departing. You have to know without a shadow of a doubt, amen, hallelujah, that you want a way out today. If you want a way out of all these headaches, these heartaches, you know, all these things, the enemy is trying to block you, trying to stop you. He's trying to keep, amen, property addiction car broke down, like he's going to frustrate her and disgust her, amen, over the car. But God knows how to make something happen. God knows how to. You have to keep your mind stayed on him no matter what you're going through. Hallelujah. You got to keep your mind stayed on him. Satan is busy this morning, and he's still trying to get someone, some kind of way, amen, to disobey God. Hallelujah. It happens every day to people in the world. They've been walking with the Most High for two, three years, and all of a sudden things happen to the point that they need finances. Satan is always ringing your phone or texting at all times trying to pull you, hallelujah, into doing what you have not been doing. Conversation rules the nation. Prove it. Donald Trump, he's ruling the nation. And this conversation, people don't care for it. It don't matter. It's ruling the nation because of who he is and, and who put him where he's at. You know, people looking at Donald Trump to be bad, look at your own self and see how bad you are. Are you praying for him? Hello, somebody. The Bible says pray for those that are in leadership. Won't you pray for Donald Trump because he's too bad? Well, I pray for him. And matter of fact, I like Donald Trump. I might not like his ways, but I like his boldness. And that's the way you're supposed to do it. Drop it like it's hot. If it falls on you, you just burn. Get out of the way and walk in truth this morning. Hallelujah. And Saul's servant said to him, after this distressing spirit come upon him, 15 verse, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. And this shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you. And you should be well. Sometimes you need some music. Sometimes you need to put your phone on some good music to pick your spirit up. Because if the enemy is Satan, see, you have to remember that Satan only can work through the spirit realm. He has no physical power whatsoever. So he conjures up his spirit and the people that are unbelievers Satan tells them, and they live next door to you and everything. Sometimes sometimes I know my neighbors, they be ticked off at me for nothing. They can be ticked off at me because I'm just bold enough to go out there and start blowing my chauffeur on the street corner in front of my house. I may even walk down the street and blow it or do whatever. But the shout of the trumpet, the shout of the trumpet, that's God's power. That's a sign, and I thank God for that, because not everyone can even blow a chauffeur. They can try, 
If you're not called to do it, you might learn how to do it. You got people learn how to speak in tongues. But I wish you don't do it or you get a distressing spirit upon you. Yeah, it comes naturally when his spirit is in you. But if we don't have God, and then we have to maintain God's spirit. You know, just like we have to clean the house and, and we have to put the trash out, we have to uh, uh, do maintenance to God's spirit. How we do maintenance to his spirit is through song, hymn, fellowship, love, repentance. I thank God for true repentance. True repentance make you feel good, uh, don't it, Prophet Dixon? Prophet Dixon, she's a good candidate of repentance. And not only did she repent before God, when it told everybody, everybody she thought that she had uh, that she had offended, she came and she told them, forgive me, forgive me for how I have. She didn't say, if I offended you. She said, for the offense that I was to you. And I, and I thank God for that, amen, because for so long, for so many years, Years and years passed. It's like 40 years, 45, 50 years. Then she called me up, and she asked me to forgive her for her ways, <laughs> for her getting my butt whipped by my grandma. <laughs> so she was, she was getting her, getting her spirit right. See, God has a way. If the Holy Spirit is going to endow and going to going to live inside of you and going to going to be in you, then what's going to happen for your life and for you is that God's going to speak to you and He's going to bring all things to pass so you can get your spirit clean. You got to get your spirit cleaned up. You got to get them cleaned up. You got to, and the only way you get them cleaned up is through truth. So here we find that. Uh, he went and got a skillful player on the heart, and it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servant, Provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, Bethlehem, Bethlehemite, who is skillful in plan, a mighty man of violence, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. See? David. You're going to go get David. See, when God has a plan for your life, he's going to bring your ministry to pass for you. No matter how many years your ministry has been in limbo or you've been uh, uh, urging other You've been going and you've been caring for another ministry, helping people and everything, being there, doing what you're doing, singing or whatever. One day, he's going to bring your ministry to the forefront. You've been catering to other churches. They've been using you for your anointing, preaching and singing, and one thing after another. He's going to bring this ministry to pass for you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount wings of the eagles, shall rot and not be worried. We're talking about King Saul this morning, how that you see that when you rebel against God, God will shut you off. Says here, and I'm going to let Shama come with the other point. Therefore, Saul sought messages to Jesse and said, send me your son David, who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey, loaded it with bread, a skin of wine, a young goat, and sent them by his son David to Saul. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor barrier. Then Saul, that's where these women get this armor barrier from. They want somebody to tote their bag, some an armor barrier. They ain't got no armor. This man, he not only had, you understand me, he had his sword. He had his armor. You know, we don't want to get it twisted this morning and think that armor bearer is somebody walking around packing your dirty clothes. That's not right. Pack your own Bible and your own bag unless there's someone offer you. But if you appoint someone, I mean, you can appoint someone to do this for you, but let's not call them an armor bearer. Let's call them my helper. Let's call them the, call them who they are, evangelists, prophetess, whoever, whatever but not your armor bearer. Hallelujah. So he came, 
and he stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Then Saul sunk to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distress of spirit would depart from Saul. God could have killed Saul, but instead of killing Saul, he just took his spirit, his anointing, and he allowed, without God's spirit in you, automatically you're going to receive a distressing spirit from God. If you are part of God's ministry this morning and you do not obey the will of God, you're going to be distressed. Now, just think about it. You think about it. You're supposed to be somewhere doing something for God, and you have not done that. I heard Sister Neely said, I have got to go to church. Come and pick me up. And take me to somebody at church Sunday. Well, it's been too long since I've been in church. That's because she likes to point an ear, point an ear. She likes to fellowship. She just want to just be in the body. Hallelujah. You can be at home praying all you want to, reading and preaching all you want to. But all this anointing that God has, amen, put in you, it needs to be expedited. It needs to come out of you. So when you you're going to see people, they're going to walk up to you and say, oh, I just love that song. Oh, what is your name? Oh, your spirit. You know, these people are drawing. The Bible says iron sharpen iron. So we thank God, amen, for that word this morning. Shama has to continue the, the, uh, the other part of the word here in the book of uh, 1 Samuel 18. What was it, 18. Verse 10. I had to get it back because I tried to take me to 16. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. I should have uh, uh, dealt with uh, 1 Samuel. The 10th. Yeah, the 10th chapter. But you go ahead. All right. So I have to sit right here. You have to speak up. All right.
big and tall come across you and you get all scared, then you do not have the fear of the Lord. But that also means you just don't go around, you know, being all big and bold because you're not scared because also you can't take God's spirit, like you can't take it um, as an advantage, like you can't just take it as an advantage and just be like, you know, because then you become religious, thinking that you're higher than everybody. So back to the word, it was like he became afraid of David, but David, David didn't act like that. David, it said when he was going in and out in public, he behaved wisely because he had the spirit of God. But if you don't have the spirit of God, you go out in public, you're loud, you're foolish, you're, you ain't even got to act like a drunk, but you ain't even got to be a drunk. It's just that when you don't have God's spirit, you become foolish. Amen. And you start speaking words that you shouldn't speak of. Amen. Uh, I want you to expound on this. I want you to expound on, you know, the 18th, the 19th uh, chapter. Saul persecuted David. It said, now Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son. See, I want you to see, I, I, I want you all to understand this morning. The first thing you say is, why did he do that? Now Saul spoke to Jonathan, to his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. Now, why would they want Okay. See, this is twisted. I'm trying to get the church to see this morning that just because our children, our loved ones, our family, or our friends do these terrible things, they do some terrible things. You have heard, it has been reported in the news, how that this lady threw her baby in the water kill the baby. Uh, we saw on TV the women that was locked up that stuffed the baby mouth full of whatever, hot up or whatever. She was sad of what she had done. She was depressed of what she had done. She talked about how that she had been on drugs. Now, let's not get it twisted. All drugs, the Bible, uh, the Word of God for um, promises is witchcraft. So all medication is to make you better. It should not ever be a long life, lifetime thing of medicine. I know because I used to take a lot of medicine for my pain, my back. Times I would be very, very angry. I would have mood flashes. Sometimes I wouldn't want to be around nobody. I just sit in the car, I'd go in the bedroom because I know that anger was going to come up. Say, but Saul spoke to Jonathan and his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. Why did, why should they kill David, Ashama? Because they you know he had a godly spirit and Saul feared him. And when you fear somebody, it's like that's already a spirit there. And then another spirit gets in your head that once they but in the beginning, though, he loved Saul. I mean, yeah. he loved David. He in the 16th chapter. And that was when he had God's spirit. But you know that. No, 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 no. Hold on, let's back up. He did lost God's spirit. That's what David was coming for. David came to play the heart. Saul lost God's spirit long time ago. We go back in the scriptures, and you see that he lost God's spirit because he did not kill all of the Amalekites. He bought King Aiken out. He bought out the gold. He bought out a whole bunch of cows. He bought out a lot of sheep. The Bible tells you the reason for the spirit. It tells you in the 16th chapter that it departed from him because of his rebellion. And that's what we're getting at this morning, that just because somebody else is rebelling against you, lying or raising a boy, you know, you would think that somebody would love you. I and Prophet Dixon, we went to a place, and we did a work for the Lord in this place. But in the same token, in this place, the Lord saw all types of evil uh, 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 statues that was in this place. And me, I started to break them down. They asked me, say, well, what do you do? I said, you get rid of it. They thought about how many thousand dollars they had invested in this stuff, and they choose, instead of getting rid of the stuff, just get rid of the apostle. So the, the apostle don't come there no more. And besides that, they got angry with me. 
following some scriptures in the Bible, telling me I shouldn't steal. Why would you tell somebody to come to your house and all of your water was chocolate coming out of your faucet? Your commode was chocolate from stain. Your sink was chocolate from stain. And here comes somebody who don't know nothing about plumbing and took and put clean, clear water down in your pump, and your pump began to pump clean water. Then the Holy Spirit went and cleaned all the chocolate out of the commodes and the zincs and everything. And now you don't have nothing to do with it. You'd rather keep all them statues. You'd rather keep all that witchcraft in your house rather than free yourself because of the price you paid. So this is what it was like in David's life. In Saul's life, that Saul had rebelled against God. He got all that he wanted. The Bible never say what happened to King Achan, whether God killed him or what happened. But you got what you asked for. He wanted the king out because the king persuaded him. The king probably paid him. David didn't, Saul didn't need nobody to pay him anything because he already was king. So what more can you want? So that's what I'm saying about evil influence sometimes makes you feel sorry for these people. Hallelujah. You feel sorry for them, and all they do is pull on your energy, have you so tired, so discombobulated, headaches, and everything. My father saw speaks to My father, Jonathan told him, Jonathan said, uh, 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 said uh, to uh, David, so Jonathan told David, saying, my father speaks Saul seeks to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay at a secret place and hide. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak with my father about you. Then what I observe, I will tell you. Verse 4, the 19th chapter of 1 Samuel. Thus Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul. His father said to him, Let not the king stand against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his works have been very good towards you. For he took his life in his hand and killed the Philistines, and the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood? to kill David without a cause. See, you need to really, really read that, and you need to get an understanding that here this little sheep, little sheep herder, see, he ain't king. He went out there and he killed, he killed the Philistines, and Saul was king. And Saul shut him out with his armor on. But David took off all of Saul's armor and he run out there with his sheep herd of clothes on with a sling and three stones. And he killed the Philistine. Saul gave him everything, but he did not walk in kingship. You have to wait on your turn. You got to wait on your time. Hallelujah. He went right on back to his father's house because if you can remember in chapter 16 that they went to the house of Jesse and asked for David to come. And his father stunned him with a donkey, loaded him down with the wine and whatever else he needed for that journey, and he went. Now in the 19th verse, we hear that Jonathan, the son of Saul, is talking to his father and reminding him, had not it been for David, we could have died under the persecution of the Philistines. Are y'all listening to me? So when he told him that, the sixth verse of the 19th chapter, so Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan and Saul swore. But remember, an unclean spirit. So Saul, he listened. As the Lord lived, he shall not be killed. So now, Jonathan is going to go fetch 
David and bring him back. But remember, there's a distressing spirit on Saul because Saul, being the king, no doubt he was a prophet too. So he knew that David was going to be on his throne, and that was one of the reasons he hated David is because how David came and turned his water from chocolate to clear. He didn't want him around him because David killed the very thing that Israel feared. Israel feared that one giant. All of the men to go to war were sitting in their foxholes. They were shivering at the voice of Goliath. Goliath said, come out. And he had a big voice, and he stood over 20 foot tall. He was a giant. And no one else in Israel army, because Israel didn't have no freaks. Nowhere did it ever state that any of Israel men were giants. It always spoke about the other nations that were giants. King Achan, uh, his people were giants, the Philistines. And these were the people that God had commanded to go and wipe out, go and wipe out the Canaanites, go and wipe off this, do that. And today, he's telling us to cleanse ourselves from secret sin so that we don't have to, amen, continue to raise children up. You know, he said, I'm going to cut off this bastard generation. The bastard generation is the ones that won't heed to God, the ones that keep on talking about it, but their life is not clean before God. You can't say that you are part of God and your life is defiled with all types of sin. Then Jonathan called David, and Jonathan told him all the things. So Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as in time past. And that was war again. And David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a mighty blow, and they fled from him. Now the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul. See? All the good that David would do, since David, deep down in his heart, he had not repented, and he had not asked Saul to forgive him of his sin. He just told Jonathan that he would behave himself and not strike the man of God down. But he never repented. You don't repent, then yes, you're going to have a distressing spirit. David went out and fought, and now the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul, and he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing music with his hand, and Saul sought to pin David to the wall with his spear. But David slipped away from Saul present, and he drove the spear into the wall. So David fled and escaped that night. Saul also sent messages to, to David, messages to David, house, to watch him and to kill him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, if you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael did let David down through a window and went and fled and escaped. And Michael took an image and laid it in the bed and put a cover of goat hair for the head and covered it with clothes. So when Saul sent messenger to take David, she said, he is sick. And Saul sent his messenger back to see David, saying, bring him up to me in the bed that I may kill him. And when his message had come in, that was an image in the bed with a cover of goat hair for his head. Then Saul said to Michael, why have you deceived me like this and sought my enemy away so that he has escaped? And Michael answered Saul, he said to me, let me go. Why should I kill you? So David fled and escaped and went to the Samuel to Rahab. So you all know the story. See the battle 
for all of his righteousness, yet still the enemy wants to try to stop you from coming into your full potential. He wants to block you. He wants to kill you. He wants to take your life. But God, when you walk righteous before God and you don't have no ill spirit toward anyone and your life is clean, you don't have to worry about no one doing you any harm because God is going to make a way for you to escape all of these devices of Satan. Yes, these unclean spirits this morning, they are going to and fro in the earth seeking whom they may devour. Since Satan could not overthrow our Savior, since he could not get God, amen, to surrender this world, he did give the world to Satan. Satan is the prince of this world. Hallelujah. Satan do have power over this world. That's why the Bible tells you to be not of this world. Uh, 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 1 John 2.15, 3.15, love not this world, neither the things of this world. If you love this world today, then it's because you have an unclean spirit. If I was you this morning, I would repent, and I would call up on the true and risen Savior this morning and ask him to save me, to deliver me, to set me free from these unclean spirits. I'm going to let Shaman prayers out this morning. Shaman, would you please come and bring us and pray for us that we don't have this spirit operating in us no more today. Thank you, Father.
he's been kind of going through some hardship. <laughs> and every time I pray about it, Dad would be laughing. But I'm for real. They have been having a few complications, so just keep him in y'all prayers. Amen. Because we want him to be fruitful and multiply. Amen. You got to first get him a female dog, Shana. Well, we'll get him that too. That's why I ask God to soften your heart that the bull masters may come back around. And I can throw her in the backyard so we still can do it. Like <laughs> throw her in the backyard. <laughs> oh, my God. So, amen. I want to open the lines up this morning so that uh, you all can uh, – uh, have work. Uh, see if your mom will have work shopping this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. demonically oppressed, demonically depressed. And sometimes it, it, it's not so much as uh, uh, you're being overcome, overpowered. And sometimes uh, we our own self, we need to disobey God, and God is trying to get us to see. He's trying to get us to see and trying to save us before we go off on the deep end. Instead of us listening to God, we have uh, uh, other friends, family members, church members that's telling us what we ought to do. You know, if I was you, I would do it this way. I would do it that way. God told Saul what to do, how to do it. And then he allowed David to save his house. And the very one that was allowed to save his home is the very one that Satan used because God if he uses us, he will complete that which, you know, he's going to perfect that which concerns us. But so many times we have someone else that we have to please. You know, we have another family member, sister, brother, minister, and we have to fall, we have to fall out of love with our ways. Because what we think that God has called us to do, if there's a struggle in doing it, it could be because Satan tried to stop you. It could be because God don't want you to do it. If you study trying to get to a place and you already have complications getting there, you need to go to the Father and say, you know, this thing is hard. And if he motivates you, then you keep going. 
But if there's no motivation from God to do it, we need to stop and say, well, what do I do? Hallelujah. So I'm going to see if anyone on the line have any comments, any comments, any, any, any anyone want to speak on this word this morning. Hallelujah. Let me turn up the speaker so I can hear you if there's one that wants to speak on the word. I can hear you. Well, I don't hear anyone. Okay. Well, we're going to close this segment out, and then Shamanah, we're going to look into this word a little further. We're going to look at this word a little a little deeper. We're going to back it back down to 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, and we're going to meditate, and we're going to look at this word, and we're going to see if we can get a revelation this morning, because... Not everything that we call demon-possessed is demon-possession. Because, number one, if you have God's spirit, you cannot be possessed. You may be oppressed, but you ain't going to get depressed by demons. Because why? Because God's spirit is inside of you. You need to stop, look, and listen. You should not have not one enemy in the earth. Because if they are enemies, they ain't going to be. Their enemy influence may be there. But you don't have to pay attention to them because they have nothing good because they don't have God's spirit. They can't bring nothing out that's good. So we ourselves that is being led by God's spirit, we just have to continue to beseech God, beseech God and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. Help me work this out. Show me what to do. I don't know how I'm going to uh, bring this thing to an end. What should I do? You know, I had some controversies that it happened to me concerning the church. I had fallen out of the tree, uh, broke my rib, rib 10 and 12, and they didn't even call me. Boy, I was angry. I was mad. I was like Saul. But I did not have an evil, yeah, I had an evil spirit depressing me, but God didn't let me go. He kept talking to me, and he told me, don't say nothing. Just keep your mouth don't call them up and tell them nothing about themselves. Let their own foolishness correct them. And I left them alone, and I let their own foolishness correct them. Then when they looked within themselves, when the Lord began to speak to them, they saw their unrighteousness. So we don't want to be unrighteous this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to try to be back in here again at 830 tonight to talk more about King Saul, to talk more about uh, how that these demons can affect us because we're walking in disobedience. We're not to become susceptible to demon influence. Hallelujah. And we're coming with that part later tonight as the Lord bless us. Uh, May the Lord bless you and keep you as my prayer tonight for you, this morning for you. And I'm going to go and take a walk around and see what it looks like around the outside. Peace and blessings. Eli Shalom and the Most High Yah in the name of Jesus that everybody preferred. <laughs> that that name Jesus preferred before every name. Hallelujah. So I don't care if you want to call him Yah, Yeshua, whatever you want to call him. Amen. Hallelujah. I know that the name Jesus saved me. So if it was strong enough to save me, hallelujah, it's strong enough for me to still say Jesus, even though y'all know that I am a Hebrew Israelite, and that I believe in Yah and Yeshua, hallelujah. But I also, amen, give credit to that name, hallelujah, because I was baptized in that name, Jesus, hallelujah, amen. So if God didn't want me, and He don't, if he don't want me to say Jesus, then let him take it out of my mouth, and then I'll say whatever he wants me to say. But when I'm in your house, amen, if you say Yahshua, I'm going to say Yah too. But you're in my house this morning. Hallelujah. Peace and blessings. Much love. Oh, I see my wife over there. I see her. She called in this morning. God bless you. God bless my queen this morning. Hallelujah. 
Yes, sir. Behind every good man, there's a strong woman, and that's her. Peace and blessings. And thanks, Shama. Amen. And thank Hepzibah for being in the room this morning. Amen. Evangelist Neely, Prophetess Dixon, and all the rest of the peoples, amen, those that came and left, amen, may the Lord, amen, touch you and bless you and the message, you all over on Facebook, hallelujah, get this message, don't, amen, don't hate the message, you can hate the messenger, but you don't have to hate the message, the message came out of your Bible, so whether you like me or not, do something with your sin, hallelujah, and I'll be back on Facebook one of these days doing what I always did do evicting you of your sin. Amen. If I can't do it, you can't do it. Peace. Realize that long. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.